I got I got this email, and I have to be very careful what we say about uh, about um, clients, etc. So I'm going to be a bit I'm going to be careful, but I just wanted to. I just wanted to read this, really. Due to the conversion rate, Neil, I'm shooting a wedding uh, for an American couple coming to London. Due to the conversion, uh, we'd like to amend the package just for the photos, cut the album, as uh, with that conversion rate, we can print cheaper over here. I, I am, I am, and I'm still so looking forward to shooting this wedding for all kinds of reasons. Uh, and the album is also an important part of the, the process for me. As you know, Kev, it's the, it, for me, it's the time capsule bit. But this mail underlines... It underlines what I did and what I think so many of us do wrong. I failed, failed, I think, to impress upon this wonderful couple that a well-designed book, um, and we talk often about books, means so much more than cheap 5 per 7 Walmart prints. Mm. I was crestfallen. What do you say to somebody like that? Well, there's not a lot you can say. It's not an official question. That's why I put it at the start. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is fact, but that doesn't take into account anything to do with creativity, uh, an album. I mean, yeah, you can print, you can print down. It's the American version of Snappy Snaps. Well, listen, I had two people who were on my uh, booked onto my five day London excursion in September. Yeah, both from America, and both uh, are no longer coming based on the uncertainty of Brexit and hotel fee, uh, hotel prices, and all of that stuff. Which I think. That's fair enough. I, I mean, I'd be conscious of it as well myself. You mentioned the B I just want to shoot myself in the... Fuji <laughs> cast. It's always so nice to start with such a really uplifting message for you. Positivity. Yes, I think that's that's what it's all about. Anyway, welcome to the show. Your questions, your thoughts, your feedback as a Fujifilm photographer, or, or because of late we've, we've started to be far more brand agnostic it's nice to see the questions start to also turn to photography questions that help build the community way beyond what badge sits on the front of your box with that in mind uh, today's guest is a friend of ours though just like sanjay kev is going to claim him first um it's it's alistair freeman hello alistair hello thanks for having me oh absolute pleasure Kev usually grabs friends first. He was my friend first. So. Alistair was my friend before you. Well, yeah. you sure? I mean, I, I actually, I think it was about the same time, wasn't it? No, he came first, yeah. Really? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Kevin. <laughs> was it really? No, 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 Alistair. Alistair Do was... I just copy your friend list or something? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag be like Kevin. Uh, no, Alistair was the first person, I think, probably because he is local to me, was local to me right. in those days. You were, right. when were you there? Um, uh, Chisden. Marlborough? Marlborough. Yep. Yeah, Marlborough. So Posh end of the country. Yeah, and I think that he was probably the first person that I kind of emailed and said, I want to be like you. <laughs> but yeah, no, Alistair. Um, and definitely was the, the person who I kind of uh, got inspired by a lot. And, you know, he... We were just talking about this before we kind of started recording, that he, he came to my... In those days, I had a little uh, office in a... Little office in a little office in the middle of Malmesbury. You had the shop? No, before no. then. See, oh, he really you. does he, know you longer he, than he me. He came before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, he came to my little shop office thing yeah. and uh, sat down and kind of gave me some really good helps and hints and tips and stuff. Um, and yeah, I've never forgotten that. Well, to, to spare, so thank you. To no, spare his blush, to spare you. your blushes, Al. Incredibly strong documentary style wedding photographer, being voted a few times now one of the UK's best. Mm-hmm. And he joins us on the show today. He's with us live, and not just at 
uh, not just in the middle, the, mi- the middle bit, if you like. So I thought actually it would make perfect sense if Al joined us to answer the questions that you send in during the whole of the show. So um, this week also thank you to our friends at Simpler Straps for letting us give away a military-grade rugged camera strap to each of our favourite email questions of the week. Do you think because we didn't give one away last week that we could grab another one from JP, do you think? And that can be, and Al can award that. Or I'll make a, yeah, I'll make I a decision. Be all right. You don't mind, yeah. JP, do you? No. Yeah. Um, and we've also got our self-indulgent minute where we thank you for the wonderful reviews. And you've been making a lot of late. I noticed um, I noticed a few more had crept in. So thank you very, very much for that. We'll do the self-indulgent moment a little bit later on. I say a little bit later on because I'm looking at Kev and he's got a look of <laughs> abject horror in his face <laughs> as he thinks. Where, look, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I, I laid everything out in nice yellow folders. I, I went, the, the, the way we used to do it is empty. Your yellow folder's empty. It was full this morning because I was up at half past five this morning preparing <laughs> for this show. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what I did with it. It was here just now. It'll be there. We'll find it in a minute. Oh, here they are. Oh, heaven's yeah. sake. Okay. Right, um, <laughs> you can launch off with the first question. Okay, um, this is from Joseph Abad. Uh, three questions this week to ask. Uh, thanks for ask- answering my question in episode 11. When you first arrive at a venue, what's your plan of attack? How do you size up or scan a venue when you arrive on site? Uh, perhaps along the same lines, what type of planning is done before events, checklists, etc., if you can't visit the venue before the event? And unrelated to one and two, are there any faux pas that you feel you should be you should avoid as an event photographer working on site at venues? Cheers from Connecticut. I, I always get a little sense of excitement when anything's outside Malmesbury. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, most of the questions coming in, and if you do send questions in, guys and girls, um, please let us know where you're from. Yeah. I keep meaning to add a uh, where you're from bit on the on the website, but I just haven't got around to it. So um, yeah, let us know where you're from because it does um, fill Neil with um, unnecessary excitement. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Isn't it? But but let's uh, let's let's throw this one at Al. I think yeah, I think so. Off the bat, so I'll, when I'll you first, first when you first arrive at a venue, what is your plan of attack? How do you size it up? Well, I, I always uh, do a, a full recce of the venue, and ideally, I'll do this uh, before the wedding day, but. If I don't have the opportunity, it'll be on the on the morning of the wedding, and just really walking, walking around uh, the spaces, the, the all of the rooms available, meeting people, meeting uh, the organizer, and and walking around the the extent of the grounds is is really handy as well. Mm-hmm. So you know your your absolute limitations on the day, uh, and and then uh, uh, really just just putting in a, a very rough plan of action making some notes on my phone is is, is usually the first step mm-hmm. um, knowing where I'm going to do um, a specific um, you know I still do a few uh, family group photos so mm-hmm. so planning those factoring those into the schedule and then and then looking at where I'm going to uh, walk the couple as well so for some very candid shots is uh, is always factored in into the day as well and then um, what type of planning is done before the event in terms of checklists do you do checklists? Do you do checklists, do checklists, Neil? No, I, I, I don't do checklists, but how, hearing Al say that he actually plans stuff with his mobile phone and stuff, <laughs> it's, it's like this sounds like a man that does make a checklist. Yeah, I do like a list. I do like a list, but I don't. I don't have a checklist. I'm walking the perimeter as well. I love walking the perimeter. Yeah. I think that's. That, I think, sounds a bit military, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I have visions of him now with his camera walking around the edges. <laughs> I'm just checking you out. Do here. you know what? It's. I think it's more for me. It's more getting myself in the zone. I tend to be travelling between two and three hours mm. for a job. Mm. So it's um, that little walk is is really vital. Me, how, me how, getting out of the car. And how early are you for weddings? Uh, uh, or late? 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I try not to be late. Um, I'd, I'd say, uh, in t- I'd say between an hour and an hour and a half yeah. early. Oh. If you are early, now I, I um, was, um, I was, I was invited to photograph a wedding just at the weekend, just gone, um, and it's right at the top of of the M25. Yeah. Now, if you don't live in the UK, you won't know what car park the M25 is. I think you could probably liken it to what's that famous highway just outside LA where everybody just parks up and eats sandwiches. Uh, uh, sixty six. Is it sixty six? Route 66. Oh, God, Alan Gump's anyway, going to write in now. Yeah, I can feel this email coming in. Yeah. But but I, I'm fearful of that road. And another one of um, – uh, there's an A road, which is very close to here, which we've all used, the A34, hmm. which if you're stuck on it, you're yeah, done for. It's, it's, you there's no way to get off this thing. Yeah. Um, and so I left especially early, and I was there especially early. How early is that, though? An hour and a half. No, now, that's not, see, I am usually at the wedding at least two and a half hours before it starts. Well, do you go in then? Do you go in? No, I sit in my car. Have a little nap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How extraordinarily yeah, I, I diligent do. of I you. I sit there. <laughs> I sit there and I, I kind of, you know, look, I let my nerves bubble up yeah. inside while I listen to Didn't want to get in and three. get the first frame shot or something. No, no, no. I, I never go in before, you know, before I'm organised to go in, but as long as I know where it is. I like to get there. I do, I do like to know that I'm I'm at the, the correct place yeah. in, in good time, but I, mm. I do... Uh, I like to get on with it as well. I, I don't because I get nervous before weddings. Every, every single wedding, I'll get nervous. Do you nervous still? still? Really? Still? No way. Um, and, After how many weddings have you shot now? Oh, I don't know. Maybe um, six thousand. Got a lot. <laughs> it's, it's got. It's, it's got to still be. Get it's got to be close to a thousand. It's still get nerves. Wow. But I think they're, 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 it's good, good nerves. It's good, good nerves. nerves. Yeah. But yeah, I like to, and that's 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 partly why I I, I like to to do that recce. Just to make sure I'm in the right place. Yeah, there's nothing worse than, especially if bridal prep is at mum and dad's home and you, you pull up three hours early. And, and what, <laughs> what I'm always looking for is a hairdresser's van or a florist yeah, or yeah. A, little, a couple of balloons that say bride to be. I'm looking for specific names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if there's nothing, yeah. like sometimes not even a car or, you know, it just looks like there's nobody in, then I start panicking a bit. Yeah. I'm like, I've either got well. Then you've the been there for day, two, two and a half hours, and you haven't actually. Yeah, and then they normally come back from the hairdressers or or whatever, you know. Or... Yeah. Oh yeah, you're more likely to find that scenario <laughs> if you're there that early. Wasn't there a third part of that question? Third part was uh, which is unrelated to one and two. So Joseph says, uh, any any full pars uh, that should be avoided as an event photographer, mm, specifically don't, weddings, I guess. Yeah. Don't photograph people eating. Yeah, I never do that either. Photographing people eating. Yeah, yeah, so that's one of my favourite pictures is, I, is of the, the dad and, and the, the the dad and the son with the spoon upside down. Oh, I think uh, kids it, are different. Now. Yeah, kids <clears throat> definitely, and anything with any kind of humour in it. Yeah, but generally people. No, not just it, shoveling it, chicken down here. Yeah, throat, yeah. No. But but you, it's an interesting comment though by Al because I was speaking to somebody last week actually, and and she was saying that. You know, when everybody sits down for their meal, you know, she panics because she should be seen to be taking pictures and all it is is people eating. And I, I said to her, well, just stop. Just yeah, go and have a rest. Yeah, go and have a yeah. break. Just and go and hide. Go and sit out in your car if it's the only place yeah. you, can, you can get away. But you or go and photograph break. in the kitchen, maybe. Or walk, yeah. or walk the perimeter. Yes. <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> just checking out the perimeter. Sounds a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, a bit suspect. So thank you, Joseph. Yeah. Uh, on to you, Neil. Um, Aaron. Um, Aaron Jeffels. Um, hi, guys. My question is about... You might think this is a bit wedding-centric. It's not necessarily so. We'll come on to other stuff, too. 
Uh, my question is about weddings, um, wedding venues. I was photographing a wedding in a registry office last week. When I arrived, I introduced myself to the registrars, as I do with every wedding. The first thing that came out of her mouth was that I had to stand in the corner with my back to the bride. I was then told I was back. I don't understand that at all. I was then told I wasn't allowed to move throughout the service and not to click. Most of the photos of the ceremony are with the bride and her back to me. I'm in the process of making a complaint because it was completely ridiculous, but that doesn't help the bride. Have you ever been in a situation like this? And what did you do, Kevin? I, th- I think he means in that email, by the way, the bride had her back to him, not he had her back his yeah. back to her. Do you think so? Yeah. Right. Okay. Otherwise, that, that would make more sense. Very bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that I do. Uh, uh, the very first wedding I remember my very first wedding I think he said it was his first wedding also were, um, and it was at a place called uh, uh, Essex um, the Reed Rooms Reed Rooms ever been there? Reed no, Rooms? No Ever been there? Al? No? Reed rooms? no I don't think so Nice place actually um, and Good perimeter? Nice perimeter Yeah I didn't manage <laughs> to walk all around the edge <laughs> Yeah um, <laughs> And that was my very first wedding and or paid one at least and the, the registrar did exactly the same thing she said stand there don't move take only pictures of the first kiss and when they walk out so um uh, you know and and i still have that experience in my mind but now fast forward a long time what i always do is i always i always make sure i go and find the registrars so i ask the venue staff are they here i go and find them before they have to see the bride or the groom specifically i go in i make sure that when i go in to see the registrars i only have my one camera which is usually the X100 or something, in my hand or my strap. Anything else is kept in the bag. So you're paring it right down, aren't you? To yeah. take the smallest possible camera you can. In. I go in, I waste yeah. one of my 35 smiles a month on them, <laughs> and I go in, I, I show my big pearly whites and the big gap in the middle, and I say, hi, I'm Kev, you know, I'm the photographer, uh, in case you hadn't guessed, make a little bit of a, a joke. Yeah. And, you know, and then I, and I always say to them, you know, I've shot a lot of weddings, but whatever your rules are, I will abide. And that just breaks the ice yeah. down immediately. Uh, and in fairness, most of them will just, these days at least, I find that there's been a big thawing of it, will say, oh, you know, w- whatever, you, you know, do whatever you want, but just kind of, they still nearly always say, don't photograph the register, um, in which case I don't, I don't even bother. You're not like that in London, they don't them. care, do they, in London? Yeah, yeah in places places what you like. Yeah, I've seen the last two years, I've, I, people have become a lot more relaxed. Yeah, it's been thawed. I've, I've ended lot. up shooting the registrar. Yeah. I just shoot it documentary. Yeah. yeah and just yeah, yeah. just wait to see if someone are, someone says no and and recently. Oh so the signing you just shoot the signing it I just and shoot wait it. wait for some hand to come out and say yeah, no. And I haven't had it recently. No. Yeah. No. I think there's there's definitely been a bit of a thawing of it but I it definitely comes down to your personality when you meet them. Absolutely. Uh you know I I, I again I was um I was with a bunch of photographers last week and one of the guys uh was um kind of yeah, whenever I see a registrar, I, I just I just do what I want. I never listen to them, and you mm. know, it's it's I'm the photographer. And no, I can, yeah. that can land you in. Well, in it hot can land water. them in hot water, but yeah. also it lands the next, yeah. the next photographer yeah, always, for the next gig. Do you know that's that's a very relevant point, mm. very apposite because. Mm. I always think about the next person that goes into a church after me, and it's, it's all very well, and uh, you know, sometimes you say, "Well, that vicar's particularly strong." Mm. Um, but if if you misbehave and think, "Well, so I'm not likely to be back here again," yeah, the, mm. the then reason it's going to ruin it for the next one. Well, and that's probably why the vicar's being unnecessary to you because of the previous one. Mm. You know, um, but anyway, so these things can happen, and uh, I. I, rarely does it happen these days I have to say I think it all comes down to your mannerisms your personality um, big smiles 
I have a little stock tiny thing cameras. That, that I say to people now, which is, uh, it was particularly Vickers, who say, oh, I've had a bad experience. You think, oh, God, I'm just waiting for that. And, and they must have put it in the church times at some stage, that story that says, uh, the last photographer in here rested his um, 70 to 200 millimetre lens right on my shoulder during the actual service itself. I'm, I'm sure they, they all share that, that same story. Al, what do you do? Um, yeah. I mean, you walk, you walk the perimeter <laughs> do, yeah. of the church a few I times. Do you a know perimeter, the land, perimeter yeah. check. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's like Kevin said. It is. It seems to be um, happening less and less. Yeah, but there are. You do still um, come up against some fairly kind of uh, old school vicars, I'd say, mm-hmm. that are um, reluctant to. Mm. To kind of, I, I think it's, it's never the priests, is it? It's never the priests. Never, never the priests. But you know what? Priests. I think it's. Um, I think with the more old school ones, it's it's more of a you won't get away with this on my patch. Mm. You're you're gonna you're gonna um, you know do as you're told. Yeah. So it's definitely to do with being polite, being uh, uh, seen to be doing all the right things, mm. and sometimes uh, I've actually had to show them how silent the silent shutter is. Yeah. Um, yes. And exactly yes. where I'm going to be stood, mm. and that I'm going to be static. Yeah. I'm not going to be moving or jumping around. Um, and I don't want to be the focal point. I don't want to be uh, creating any kind of distraction that's going to um, influence the ceremony. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really important. No, that is important. Yeah, and I think that's a sign of a good storytelling photographer rather than a snapshotographer who's just going to shoot the crap out of everything yeah. and hope for the best. Click, 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 click. Because, click, click, you, click. You, you, you know, you have to, if you're serious about being a documentary photographer, a documentary wedding photographer, you have to do it empathetically and sympathetically. And it mustn't be, uh, you know, you, you can't, um, you guys definitely don't do this, but you, you, I, I believe you shouldn't shoot a wedding for the benefit of your portfolio. No. You should shoot the wedding for the benefit of the clients mm. and the portfolio stuff can be an added benefit, a result. Yeah. It could be yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it should never be the other way around. No. And so, you know, if a priest or a vicar or, or, or a registrar says no photos, then there's no photos. And, yeah. and that's just the way it is. I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to jeopardize the bride and groom's um, wedding day and anxieties because I think actually I need pictures of this to complete yeah. the blog post yeah, yeah. because that's not. That's yeah. not my responsibility. For, there was there was a venue in um, I don't know if you guys uh, it's in the UK again have, have shot here. It's it's in Herefordshire. It's a castle. There's a motor around uh, what one Clearwell Clearwell. Yeah, um, that's Gloucester show, isn't it? I, I, are, are you on? Is it is it um, is it called Hampton Court? But no. it's not the Hampton Court in no. London. It's Hampton Court Castle in Herefordshire. There was a, you're right in the H in the court. I think we do this every week, don't we? Ed Sheeran disease, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Lifeblood of the show he is. Yeah. <laughs> I walk the perimeter of this place. It's lovely. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure it's that place. I'd like to see that. <laughs> It'd be in your collection. <laughs> I, it starts with H. I'll look it up in a moment. But but for a long, long time, yeah. Go, look, Do I, it. I, I bet it's Hampton Court. <clears throat> There's no Hampton Court. Hampton, in, Hampton something or other. Look, wedding venue with, with moat in Herefordshire. Not Brinsop, no. I was there no, a couple no, no. of weeks ago. Brinsop's not that one. No, it's nice, Brinsop. Um, well, no, this <laughs> one was nice as well. None of these. Look, Castle. Car- go, go to go to my website. All right. And go to the search box. Right, search box, yeah. And type in... Um, Hampton Court? Ham- but they're just type come in up Hampton, with Hampton. 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 Uh, Hampton Court Castle. There, click on that one there. Hampton Court Castle. Is it really? I don't... Uh, 
Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it was, though, to be honest. But well, anyway, it's got a moat. It's, it's got, got a moat. And right, okay. It begins with H and is in Herefordshire. Well, look, I went to one. Um, a couple of times it was in Herefordshire Herefordshire had a terrible reputation for a particular set of registrars that would not let you take any pictures of the ceremony as it was going along now I, there was a story about this wedding it, it you know it was a sad story it was the story of a uh, I think it was a father or mother that was 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 no longer uh, there, and they re- it, 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 it was it was still fresh in the family's mind. They really needed these photographs of the of the uh, of the actual ceremony, and so I took um, uh, on an A4 um, size print um, a, a load of pictures, about eight, eight or however many it was, showing what I can do if I'm given access. And I showed this to the registrar. I said, "I know today you're going to say no to me because you've said no before." Yeah. But this is the reason I'm doing it, and here are the photographs, and this is why I think it's it's quite important that I, I tell this story. And you know what? She relented and said, okay. Really? And I, I keep that on me. It's in my camera bag. I've never had to use it again, but I've kept it with me because it was such a powerful way of doing it. I, I've, um, I've got a, well, not a similar story, but a story based on registrars from way back in the day when I first started. And uh, the wedding was at uh, Castlecombe, Manor House of Castlecombe. Yeah. And uh, the registrar—it was a small wedding—and the register and they—they they were getting—they were—they were from Australia, and they wanted to have as much of it photographed as possible because none of their family were there, etc. And the registrar flatly said to me, "No photos whatsoever, at all. Not coming in, not coming out, nothing whatsoever." So I said to the groom, you know, this is the way it is. And, you know, the groom said to the registrar, look, you know, we've got no family here. And, you know, and, and, and the groom's getting very angry. And the registrar was getting angry with the groom. And, and I was just kind of stood oh, back no. watching this thing happen. And so all this time, the registrar was giving me the evils as if to say, this is your fault. This is your fault. Anyway, there was no pictures. Um, a week later, we went to Chippenham Registry Office, myself and my wife, to register the birth of our son. And I walked in the room. I think I know where this is yeah. going. Yeah. And the lady went, oh, I know your name. I can fill in half the form for you. What shall I put for occupation? And she actually said, grumpy photographer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By the way, I just found... Gemma was nodding at that point. East Castle. Oh, East Castle. East Castle. That doesn't begin with H. No, I know. Well, you were the one that started that. Anyway, we spent loads of time on that question. Thank you very much for it. I hope you're happy with the answers. Um, Al can do the next one. Have you got some questions? I there? haven't got any questions. Well, okay. What do you do? Did you just give Al... I've just got... Yeah. I've you got... gave him some spurious thing that had nothing to do with questions. Absolutely nothing. I gave him the... Um, Unbelievable. I gave him the, the, uh, the, 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 the things. So, there we go, Al. Yeah, because actually myself and Neil, I think, have answered this one roughly ourselves previously, so it'll be interesting to see what you say. Okay, so this is, um, this is a message from Jans Frommo. Congratulations on the podcast. Really great and enjoy it uh, a lot. Could you comment on gear, workflow and strategies for backing up? Um, so she uses the Drobo system. So, um, so you, in, you do as well, don't you? So I, no, I use the Drobo system. So in terms of my workflow, so and, and touching on gear, so I actually shoot Sony. So I'm 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 I have been a Fuji shooter, mm. but presently I'm I'm Sony. That a couple of the A7Threes, um, and I, I tend to just use primes. So I, I will uh, uh, use 28, 35, 50, and 85 will be my my um, go-to lenses. Uh, very minimal flash, um, and you know in terms of workflow, it, it really ties into the gear. I shoot on two uh, 128 gigabyte cards on both cameras. And during the day, usually when I sit down for the meal, 
I'll actually start to to cull from the first card. So it, 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 I estimate over the year, you know, just doing that one simple activity, utilizing that dead time, mm. saves me around fifty days over the year. No way. So when I come to um, come to backing up, uh, uh, you know, I've I've got a card with between five and seven hundred raws, and then a card with everything shot. So you know, when I'm editing. Um, and I use Lightroom for editing. Um, I'll still be able to to dig into that larger card, and I, I do that within the first two weeks of shooting the wedding. So I'll still have that familiarity. I'll still be able to. I'll still remember what I've shot and and, and the additional options I yeah. have on that larger card. Um, so you know, it's 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 a tried and tested process. That I, I know some people are are dead against it, and they believe you should see things you know, on the screen a few weeks after the wedding to make a, a, a an informed decision. But I don't I don't believe that for a second. I think you can you can make that call on the day. You're you're very much in tune, you're in wedding mode, um, you're in the atmosphere. Uh, and you can uh, you can make you can you know you can make a yeah. a, 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 a strong decision uh, then and there really. Yeah. Um, so in terms of in terms of my my, my backup um, I do use the Drobo, so everything is uh, uh, everything is is backed up straight onto the desktop, then onto the Drobo, then onto a, uh, a, a six terabyte hard drive that lives off site, and then also onto a lacy rugged hard drive which stays in my camera bag. So I've all, uh, I've instantly got you know three copies. I don't format the cars until the the day before the following wedding, just in case. And then everything is also backed up um, to cloud. I use Backblaze storage, which is which yeah. is very good. Um, and that's uh, that. That's really my 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 workflow. I like. There's two. There's two golden nuggets there. I think don't format until the day before you next shoot. I, oh, I don't great format. Great idea. I don't format the cards until like yeah, completed morning. that wedding. Oh, right. So I, I, oh, so you've got, got even more cards. So many cards right, that okay. I actually. Well, you know, you know those little um, those little cakes you get from Marks and Spencers. I think they're called goo. Mm. Oh, yeah, they come in those chocolate ones. They come in those little oh, glass jars, they right? Do, yeah. So those little glass jars, I wash them, of course, right. and I have stacks of them. Stick the cards in and the I goo. put the cards in there. Yeah, and I print out a little. I've got a little label printer, so I put the date of the wedding, stick yeah. that on there, and then once the wedding is delivered, mm. everything's done and dusted. Only then do the cards get reused. Mm. So that's so that's the oh wow really yeah that's that's so I shoot two two cards but one card is two hundred fifty six gig so yeah. so that one basically just keeps in, stays in the camera until it's full yeah but the the JPEG card essentially the smaller card or cards if I use mm. more than one on the day is is the one that gets dumped in the goo yeah and then stay, do you buy a new, a new goo for every single wedding and, and no because you know in, in real terms even during a busy period you're going to be recycling a wedding in four or five weeks right yeah. so you know it's true so they, they will get done once once it's edited and delivered to the clients and i like this other idea of uh, of, of ours of actually um starting to do the cull at the wedding yeah. during the meal it saves so much time, uh, you know. It, it, and I think if you're if you're going north anywhere north of thirty weddings, um, you'll know how much time you have to dedicate to Absolutely. to culling. Yeah. And do you do this in the camera with the favourites? Um, I do option, this. Or? No, I delete. You, so, I delete from one card in camera. Right. Wow. Okay. So when you get back and you take the card out, you've you've called in. The so camera. I have a card. Yeah. yeah, I have a card with between five and seven hundred rows. Yeah. And perfect. then a card with, you know, it might have between. 
1200 and 1800 yeah so so you've always got a backup of the ones that you always i've always yeah. got everything i've shot that's and I, really good i, I actually did a yeah i did a, a workflow blog this is when i was using photo mechanic a few years ago mm. and it was a similar similar blog but a similar uh uh process but i'd actually take my laptop yeah to the wedding and yeah. import everything because photo mechanic was so quick to yeah. Import. yeah and then i'd do my pics that way and it was funny i had a few people uh, comment saying oh i'd never do it that i think that's irresponsible doing it that way why 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 it's not irresponsible. Why it? it's exactly what you do in the studio you, know, you can't see you know you, you can't see the detail you can't make a, an informed decision oh you god but that's in. pixel peeping yeah no, no, exactly yeah i think i think people thing. yeah i think if you're looking at grand detail maybe exactly. but if you're looking at a strong image is a strong image, yeah and, and you can see um you, you mm. can see that on a you know you can see all the detail you need to on a, mm. on, on the back of the camera tell me on your sony system um does it have a favorite can you go through yeah it has, it has right. that favorite so do, do those because this is one of the things i really wish the fujifilm system it has that yeah but it's not picked up in metadata so if i let's just say i go through the memory card in the camera and i mark favorites okay yeah and i dump those into photo mechanic or lightroom neither of those pieces of software pick up on that exif data that metadata Thing. So right. can you do that with the Sony? If you drop it into Photo Mechanic, can I've, it not, I've not done that. I've, I've never done that before. But um, that but, would be uh, great. That that's, would be that's good, really yeah. because yeah. currently the favorite system is pointless in the Fujifilm world. I, th- I, I know with Canon. I know with Canon it did because I was a, a 5D shooter for a long, long time, mm. and that was uh, that was a, a similar. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd favorite the cards there. All right. Thank you very much for your question, uh, Kev. Is it your turn or mine? Uh, you go. Why yeah? not? Yeah. Uh, Dear Kevin and Neil, very much enjoying the podcast, especially the latest episode where you shared your thoughts on the Don McCullen exhibition in London. I really enjoyed doing that one. Mm. We had a lot of feedback from that as well. Yeah. It was good. I too recently took a day off to view the exhibition and it's changed my whole outlook to photography. Over the past few months, I've been going through my images, searching for some uh, worthy of entering into, into our region's MPA and BIP yearly print competition. However, after seeing Don McCullen's images, I've come to the conclusion that nothing I've ever photographed in the grand scheme of things is of any importance to, or any of interest to anyone but the subjects in them. Seeing those images and experiences, the, the feelings they provoke to me, has really made me think about my photography and how I can ever make any sort of impact. Anyway, sorry for the waffle. It's not waffle. Do you, uh, do you two ever bother with being members of photographic associations um, and or enter their competitions and do you see any point to them and now this is interesting because because it, it comes from a guy called barry is um, it barry puffy it is oh. who is a member of the mpa and not al- just al- a member and also barry is a very good photographer mm. so kind of jumping forward a little bit or back a little bit onto that question um you know going to a exhibition and seeing some great work should uh, hopefully for him is not a negative thing in terms of not being good enough because it's not about being good enough uh it's it's and it's not about being the same as or anything like that it's i think we commented when we were at the exhibition that if you picked one of those pictures or a particular one we were looking at at the time and anon- anonymously anonymously <laughs> pretended your name was someone else <laughs> <laughs> and put that into swpp bipp mpa whatever competition it would have got ripped apart yeah because it wasn't sharp it was uh, blurry it was out of focus there was things cropped off etc etc yeah it's one of the most iconic pictures of the 20th yeah, because century. there's no context in in the story that it's telling Absolutely. It's, a, it's a singular entity yeah and you're trying to judge it against something that's been planned and executed and in, in entirely it, it, you almost might like say like 
competition fashion. Yeah, quite right. And uh, you know, and going back to Barry and his and and the kind of this self doubt or self worth, I think coming from that kind of thing, you can't because uh, you know what? I've got three hundred photo books at home, and if I every time I pick one up, I think, oh my god, I, you know, I'm never going to be good enough. They're all far better than the mm. photographs I produce, but you know, I I look at them and and use them as inspiration and 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 i also look at them because i love looking at them mm. and you know it's like it's a little bit like saying i'm never going to listen to a record again because i'll never you know i'll never be as good as uh ed sheeran or something <laughs> uh, but i don't enter any competitions <laughs> no i, I don't no, think not, not, anymore. You, not anymore you, you've I'm never not been really, a member of no, one no i'm not no? i've i've I, th- I think I was a member of SWPP a oh, long, okay. long time ago. Right. Um, and for I, the reason why? why? I, I launched a, a tuition uh, a mentoring company a few years ago, uh, way back in, uh, I think, 2009. Um, and I was SWPP specifically for that. But no, I'm not a, a, I, I'm not a member of any of the any of the bodies, really. So what is things... I mean, you, you see a lot online people are entering... Let's take one obvious one in our industry, the fearless competition. Mm. You know, you put the badge on your picture, you're fearless. And mm. what does it do for you? What, what do you achieve from it? I think it's more industry kudos, isn't it? I don't, I, I honestly can't see, I can't see something like fearless directly gaining you more brides. No. I think it's, um, it obviously looks fantastic on your website. So it's obviously indirectly it will, but directly, um, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's going to be a, a, a huge benefit. Surely it's got to be, your time has got to be put into, to producing, um, very, uh, discerning images for mm-hmm. your, your customers, like something yeah. you touched on earlier, Kev, yeah. you know, shooting a ceremony, not for an award, but shooting it for the couple, yeah, you know, it might not be the most uh, uh, inspiring image to, to to another photographer, but to the couple, mm. it's exceptionally personal. Yeah. Now, the thing about something like Fearless is, I'm not a member of Fearless either, and I know a lot of people who enter it, and uh, you know, they they put the badge on their website and everything. But there's something different. I'm mentioning this because you specifically mentioned Fearless, and. I know that I think his name is Hugh Nugan something like that so the Fearless um, Foundation is more than just making money for him whereas all these other ones seem to have popped up to make money I'm sure Hugh I've never met him so I don't know but I'm sure he makes money from it but he has a very ethical uh, a lot of the income from these uh, Fearless stuff goes towards um, water aid and and getting you know fluids and liquids to to people that need it around, uh, around the world so I think certainly as conventions and everything is mostly aimed at fundraising and charity which to some people if you're entering competitions to fund that is is kind it's of admirable. A good cause. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah however there are you know i i mean I, I was a member of the swpp for a long time i did a lot of talks with them um you know we had a good relationship and the competitions wise and were the things that always disappointed me because in the forums, the SWPP forums, and I'm not speci- I'm not I'm not pointing SWPP out. This is for all of them, MPA, BIPP, all of them. I'm sure are exactly the same. People would be shooting bodies of work for competition. Mm. Okay, now if you're a portrait photographer, and that's fine, right? You you know, but people were spending years building and shooting specifically with models and everything like that specifically to get letters after their names which is nice but i found i just thought that was a complete and utter waste of time why not 
you know, spend that time understanding Google AdWords or understanding social Instagram. You yeah. know, it's often the same people who spend all this time build, you know, shooting for their 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 panel, who then ask, oh, "I don't really get Instagram. Oh, I, I've got no business because yeah, you know." It's all well and good having a fellowship, but if you've got nobody paying you any money, well, mm. what's the point in it? Mm. That, but also, if it's, big thing. you know, if it's if it's about having those letters after your name, why not um, take it one step further and go and do a degree and understand about critical thinking? Yeah, absolutely. You know, really, uh, um, that would really uh, in- increase the value of of your. Uh, your work, your it, it would change how you interpret things. Yeah. Um, it would have a, a, a you know seismic shift. It would it would be huge. Mm. Whereas you know, creating bodies of work specifically for a directory essentially yeah. is um, is is misguided. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, don't I I, I went ahead and got my associateship with them, but it was all based off real documentary. Yeah. You know, it took it you a long time to get that it, with the association you it, were with because they did. just did not understand no your they, work. They didn't. Not you as a person, but your genre. That's correct. But then they did, and then all of a sudden they they kind of got judges on board that did understand yeah. it, which was good. That's fine. Um, however, you know, you have that. That whole, and we did talk about it earlier a little bit, so I won't dwell on it. That whole, you know, you see it on Facebook. I, I've got X and X and X awards, and and you you only have to look at the picture, especially the documentary category ones, the WPJA, for example. A vast majority of those images, I look at and think, my God, these are brilliant. Mm. Some of them, I look at and instantly know it's staged. It's staged. It's staged. Set up. There's lights. There's you know. There's there's things that are happening that just would not ever happen. Uh, and maybe uh, in my mind, sometimes I'm, I'm getting that decision wrong. But there are some, and it's very easy to see. And so I'm thinking, why is this being advertised as a documentary picture? Probably to the clients also. And then they rock up on the wedding, and you know, spend 20 minutes setting up this picture mm. just so they can win an award. Mm. And for what reason? Like Alistair said, how many clients? I don't, I, you know, I never, even when I, I did have the awards and stuff, I never had the badges on my website or anything like that. Yeah. And I don't think that it's kind of affected the business. As it's such. got to be, it's got to be client focused. Mm. It's got to be customer focused. Yeah. It, I think, um, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't enter, I don't enter awards. Um, you know, I'm shortlisted every now and then, which is fantastic. But it's not a, it's not focus, it's not even a target. You know, it's not, you I know, don't work towards it. I, I'd be, um, I, I, I don't think I'm speaking out of term here, but I, I, I'd be surprised if that many people listening to the podcast actually know of Alistair. And, and that's not because his work isn't great, but because he's not noisy. He's not, mm. he's not on the social media, he's not beating his own drum and banging away what he is doing is is making beautiful pictures and a very successful business in the background and ultimately that's the ambition for everybody i think and you know the whole buzz and noise that goes around everything else is just that buzz and noise you know and it's not me it's not me i i i i i I, um i wouldn't be happy uh feeling like i was continually self-promoting. Yeah, um, I, I'm. I wouldn't happy. be comfortable with it. I wouldn't be comfortable at all. Um, and and I don't. I don't really like the noise of social media. Mm. I find it. Um, you know, I, I I I do obviously use social media for marketing, and I get I get business through uh, certain channels, specifically uh, Instagram at the moment. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm I'm fairly hands off. How much know? do you gain through Instagram? Do you think? 
In terms of in terms I'm, of, I'm, I'm on your website here. By the way, alistairfreeman.co.uk. Two L's in Alistair. Dodgy spelling. <laughs> um, I probably get click, click, he spells your, his name Neil, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the end. Yeah, no, talking to dodgy spellings. <laughs> every t- every person I meet the is first normal. time, I have to <laughs> I have to spell my name out. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm looking at your Insta feed now. Yeah. So I probably get um, I probably get a good three to four leads a month. So wow. it doesn't doesn't sound lots but hmm. there it's a very high conversion rate yeah so i think um and you revisit some of your i, I know this yeah. this picture there quite well that's you you you're not afraid to revisit some of your some, such a cool picture no right? i i don't i, I think i think it's important images. to uh, well documentary okay. should be should be timeless mm. yeah absolutely um, that's true. so yeah. i think it's true. important to to go back so that particular image you were looking at that that first dance shot yeah you know that was shot on a on a one series 5d uh way back in 2009 mm. so yeah but it's still a it's still a portfolio worthy image it's still a, it's still one of my particular favorites so it's um i think it's important to revisit shots and analyze let's get another uh, quick question from you kev then we'll do the self-indulgent thing then we'll come back for another uh, another one from from al okay right so this and is, then i wanted to ask al some questions toward the end of the yeah, show yeah yeah absolutely so this one is um this is going to be my um strap by the way so um my simpler strap is going to donovan torres and uh he says, I have recently purchased the X-T3 after being a Canon user since the Canon F1, which I loved. And the X-T3, in the period I've had been using it, has given the same amount of inspiration and joy. It has ignited me to start in a long-term project documenting my hometown, the Rock of Gibraltar. Yeah. Uh, is that a town or, s- is no. it, or is that a country? Yeah. The Rock of Gibraltar must be the name of a town in Gibraltar. No, Gibraltar, the Rock is on uh, Gibraltar. Yes, I know that. Right. I, 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 I do know that. Well, I, I just I didn't have... want Alan Gump to start writing No, no, no. <laughs> but, but he he has titled it. He has his sentence says a long term project documenting my hometown, the Rock of Gibraltar, oh, and okay. the Gibraltar national football team. So anyway, either way, it's he lives in Gibraltar. <laughs> um, On the rock. Uh, in the town called the Rock of Gibraltar, <laughs> I always <laughs> I don't know, perhaps it's a pub. That's a bloody large perimeter. I think we should go. Your, uh, your, uh, that, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> I think I think we need to go and visit Donovan. <laughs> yeah, I think we should do uh, a podcast out there. Yeah, I always stalled on this as I used to shoot weddings and never seemed to have the time to develop or start any body of work. So uh, basically, he's doing a personal project on yeah. his own town, the Rock of Gibraltar, and the football team. Um, just wondering what your dream project or assignment would mm, be if you guys have started question. working on yeah. one already. Fantastic podcast. All the best, Donovan. That is a really good question. Yeah. Now, let's throw this one at you immediately. Yeah. Dream, dream personal project. Dream personal project. Well, I actually started it a few years ago. It's a very, very long-term uh, project. Um, so, uh, And it was part of uh, uh, the third year of my degree that I didn't get to finish. So I, I, skipping back, I, I before I started the business, I was I was doing the first two years of a degree and then went straight, just had to work Um so I went straight into uh, into building the photography business and never really had a chance to do that third year. So I tied it in with with uh, uh, initiating this project, which is uh, traveling the UK, going to uh, uh, coastal towns, uh, deprived coastal towns, and documenting uh, societies there. More importantly, wow. the the social breakdown. Yeah. So that's that's been. Um, that's been incredibly uh, rewarding for me. It's given me um, uh, another focus other than weddings, which can be quite uh, consuming. Mm. And it's, it's allowed me to, to revisit the, uh, the kind of fine art side of social documentary. 
um, which has is, is been incredibly rewarding. So there is, is, is it landscape based no, of, of these places? It's, 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 it's people within of, these. It's a combination of uh, portraiture okay. and um, and landscape, but more, but landscape more as a space. So okay. the, the, uh, you know, the uh, so working an, an environment context. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's been it's been amazing actually, and uh, uh, so the you know places like. Um, well, I don't really want to name places just to make them, but there, there are there are certain places in the UK that are mm-hmm. have huge deprivation mm-hmm. uh, that you just don't expect to be going on in the UK. No, um, and it and you know one of the uh, you know um, one of the causes is uh, going right back to the seventies is, is affordable air travel, and that's had a knock on effect. It's it, these these seaside towns that were booming during the Victorian times when they 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 you know built the railway right up to the 70s probably. yeah yeah, yeah. huge mm. so big these big holiday camps yeah. and, you know yeah, yeah. um it, are just struggling for identity so it's 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 trying to trying to photograph that loss of identity really and and but with with also analyzing this and and kind of um thinking about how they're going to 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 kind of you know move forward hmm. um, change their change their you know their purpose uh, and move on it's interesting because every time I go to Western Supermare I'm attracted to the um, the more uh, sad side of it I suppose well it's the old pier there is beautiful well, the old pier but also the moment you you know if you go to Western Supermare in the winter for example it's it's pretty derelict and you know I love the kind of the I try and photograph the flapping sign you know like yeah. vacancies or yeah. ice creams and you know the, the rust of them and, and everything yeah. and, well that the, yeah. the title of uh, the project was um, was are we there yet Mm. Um, what a great title and yeah yeah, but it had um, I actually visited um, there's a book in this Al (laughs) definitely and one I actually there was a sub project where I visited America and went to places like Atlantic City yeah uh, and that was called Off Season I specifically went there in the winter yeah and um, I don't know whether you know you've been to Atlantic City but it's like a mini uh, Las Vegas yeah and it's 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 um, it's a strange place it's it's very um it's dead in the winter but it's um it's slightly uh vulgar as yeah. well so you, mm, it, it, yeah. and all of that it's a lot of lost souls at these yeah, places yeah it's aren't very they? strange and you know there was one uh, there was a kind of a yellow police it was like a murder scene on the <laughs> beach that had just been ripped mm. um just looking at this uh, it was just incredible um so it's it's it it was quite dark how, how do you approach your subjects in the in these pictures then i mean you're you're shooting a a deprivation project um in part yeah and and you're placing people within these these stories what what do you say on the, uh, i guess where i've been shooting uh, mini projects within this greater project i i've been approaching things uh, differently so mm. so the off season project i actually engaged with people so you know one particular one particular um uh, 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 subject was a chap in a uh, this uh, this Jewish chap in his shop on the boardwalk in Atlantic City trying to sell uh, you know gold and chandeliers and everything just this and and, and the, uh, I did a, kind of a few lead-in photos before the portrait so you've got his shop with this just this really blingy um, uh, kind of just this uh, you could just see basically gold mm. and then next to him 
you've got, I think, kind of a cash for gold shop. Mm. And oh, right. I think you had another kind of, you know, drug store yeah. next to it. It was just this uh, kind of treasure chest nestled in amongst these, this, this huge deprivation. You had a, you know, flat in the background all boarded up mm. and then you had Trump Tower in the same frame. Wow. So it was, it was incredible. And then I went in and I actually had a chat with him and I said, can I take your portrait? I'm doing, you know, it's part of a, a, a long-term project I'm doing. Um, and yeah, he let me take it. Yeah. I think he expected me to buy something from him, <laughs> which I didn't. <laughs> so bought no bling. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, but yeah, it's, I, I approached the. I actually, I I know I'm I'm, you know, I I am very very much documentary, but I do also like to talk with people and understand yeah. their story. And I actually went out with a little uh, uh, H1 Zoom, and I recorded our little interviews. Um, just so that, that I had information to put with them and a name, a you know, job background, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and words I, for the book. I think that yeah, 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 I think that's really important. And, and others, I find uh, photographers. I can't remember his name, but the guy that does Humans of New York. Humans of New York. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know the guy's name, but yes, of course, Humans. Of I New find York. that incredibly interesting. There's yeah. there's a really uh, um, there's a good Hoxton Press book called um, People of London. And the Hoxton Press is a kind of little mini publishing empire in, right, right. in London photography books. And they're small books, usually relatively uh, cheap. Um, People of London, and it's beautiful, really beautiful. It's uh, one photographer, but he, he's essentially picked people, very much like Humans of New York. Uh, he's picked people, and he's he's really thought about, and they're all portraits, yeah. and they're all shot. I'm not sure if they're all medium format or not, but very, you know, at least that's something like 1.2, like yeah. very deep depth of field um but he's always clearly take taking consideration of the light in the background so they're always nearly always in alleyways yeah, yeah. and there's no clutter behind there's no other people it's not like he's just stopped people randomly on on oxford street maybe he has but then he's taking them to to somewhere to take the picture better you know yeah and and they're really really interesting you're, you're, it's just faces you're a big fan of mark power as well aren't you yeah Alistair? huge and, fan and of mark actually power. mark is doing a, a a project in america at the moment where he's i think he's spending quite a lot of time there in, in very not desolate necessarily, but these are very, very sparse pictures that he's making at the moment. Some beautiful work. Yeah, I mean, the, the coastal work was was absolutely inspired by yeah. um, his shipping forecast. Oh, shipping project, forecast, project. of which you're a big fan. Mm. Of. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, it's just um, there's just something um, there's just more substance mm. t- to his work than, mm. I, than I find with with quite a few other photographers. It's it's it's, it's a it's a beautifully fine art approach to to, to social documentary. Mm. So we all have these. What's yours, Neil? What's your I'm going to make it very quick because I'm aware that, uh, that Alistair's going to turn into something in about 10, <laughs> 10 12 minutes' time. And uh, we'll, we'll have a chat with Al as well before he goes. He's going to turn into Sanjay Jogia. He might turn into... <laughs> I've never seen Sanjay and um, Alistair in, in the same well, at the same go. time. So there we go. Um, Face for Radio is, is my one. Um, you know my background in radio. I'm fascinated by radio and and people's um, people's backgrounds, and mm-hmm. not not just the famous broadcasters, but some of those sort of backstreet broadcast uh, presenters that, that that are fabulous to listen to, mm-hmm. um, that have got no infamy, but but they just for the sake of the spoken word. Mm-hmm. So um, these are portraits, and underneath each of the, or should I give you this idea? Oh to hell! Um, underneath, I'm writing this down. I'm writing under, this down. <laughs> underneath each of the portraits is a pair of radio headphones where you can listen to them talk about their story. Oh. Very simple. Portraits. That's really nice. Yeah. It's not that's half really as nice. in- intelligent and thought provoking as Alistair's, but I never thought it would be. But no, that's <laughs> lovely. That's lovely. Just yeah. adding that, that, that very very simple. All black and white. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Go on, good. yours, Kev. Um, well, I was just trying to think this. Alistair came up with that amazing thing. You came up mm. with an amazing thing. Uh, there, <laughs> I would... Um, there's a, there's a photography agency in Wales called the Hugh Edwards, uh, or is it Hugh Evans? Uh, Hugh something Hugh, or other. Hugh, Hugh Edwards. Hugh Edwards, Hugh Edwards, Hugh Edwards news, doesn't he? Yeah, okay, Hugh Evans then, yes. <laughs> um, maybe they're friends. Um, probably know each other anyway, both called Hugh. And uh, anyway, they, they do amazing, um, they do m- most of the, the kind of standard press photography for the Welsh Rugby Union, Welsh FA, all that kind of stuff, Newport County, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they did, uh, when, back in 2005, when Wales won the first of their three Grand Slams uh, in modern times, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When are you going to change that, <laughs> that Facebook profile he, um, picture you've got? He, uh, oh, I changed it last night. Did you? Yeah, yeah I changed it oh. to Albie with his um, Arsenal number eight shirt on. He's okay. very proud of that because he's got his name on it. Um, and he, he, they did this behind the scenes. Uh, basically, they had one photographer who was with the Welsh team in right at the training camp at the beginning, in the changing rooms during the matches, at halftime, but right at the end. Uh, it's brilliant i love it. i absolutely there's no there's no sports pictures as such it's oh. all the behind the scenes and i gave that mm. book to um pete reed actually recently so he's got my copy of that so i must uh and access all areas kind dig of it back yeah i'd love yeah, to do that yeah. i would love to do that mm. um amongst other things that'd if, be amazing if i had to pick one never yeah. enough never enough hours in because a day you were doing it you were doing a bit of rugby you, you were doing quite a bit uh, like I, the last i did a lot of pitch sides when i yeah. used to shoot with the cannon stuff back in the day yeah. I, i'm my canon 1d and um yeah i was doing some pitch side stuff yeah uh, at Bristol Rugby, but then they got promoted to the Premiership, and then and so you can't get easily get accreditation right. with a team in the Premiership because the Premiership are the ones who do the accrediting rather than the club oh, at that right, point. Okay. So it all kind of That's went over. But I loved that. Yeah, it was good. That. It was really yeah. good. Uh, right, we haven't actually said the email address for quite a while now, and um, as Kev likes me to say, your emails are the lifeblood of the show. <laughs> so make sure you you uh, you email us click at fujicast.co.uk. Are you ready for the self indulgent minute? Let's go. You can go first. Time starts now. Uh, this is from MB Jackson, 1979. Kevin and Neil are amazing to listen to. Whether you're photographing with future film cameras or not, every episode is entertaining and informative. Oh, is that it? Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. It. Uh, thank you very much to... Uh, yeah, yeah. There's no name on this, but I'll just do it. I've just discovered Fujicast. I've binge listened to the episodes over the past couple of days. Uh, more than once while, uh, while uh, editing and walking my dog. Um, oh, you did say actually. Oh, it's Ali in Dundee, Scotland. He says uh, maybe because I'm Scottish, but I do find it hard to tell if it's Kevin or Neil that's talking. Well, I'll, I'll give you a little help here. Um, Kevin is the one with the hair. <laughs> I know Ali. I think that's Ali Stewart. Yeah. Oh, Ali Stewart, Dundee, Scotland. So, yeah. Um, although I know I both know. Oh, although I know both Kevin and Neil, it took me an, until episode eight to start listening. Mm. Never listened to a podcast before, but I've listened to everyone and look forward to each new episode to entertaining and relevant topics for those interested in photography. Keep them coming. That's from Joe Josland. Um, this is from Volst. Can I even read it? Volst is not Volst. a name. Cannot be. Neil and Kevin's podcast is the best photography podcast I've heard. Um, not just for the Fuji film camera users, although, of course, the Fuji gear does get a mention. It's always entertaining and informing and enjoying listening to, even though they have taken the out of me so there we go uh, that's it that's all you I had one from George Fakinos well you're going to have to ah oh, not George Fakinos yeah. good old George Fakinos oh. I'm going to read it you can't read it anyway. no you can't you need to read wait till next time okay. let's get Alistair to read oh, it because it then. doesn't matter okay amazing podcast I love your work <laughs> and your advice looking forward to new subjects and photographers interviews no read his name George Fakinos. George Fakinos. Yeah. Strong surname. Yes. Very Strong cool. surname. What a nice chap. Right. Um, uh, we've got one more question. That's going to be from Al. 
and um, and then we got a couple of questions we want to ask Al before he he departs this studio for okay. something far more important than, than us today. Okay, so this is from Bevan Young from uh, New Zealand, from Christchurch in New Zealand. My little, my little leap now, Al. There's another one coming from a country far off. Yeah. 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 And um, as a result of the recent terror events, I would be interested to hear if any of you have unexpectedly come across any situations wow. in which you had your camera and had the option to take a photograph, or, or do I, don't I take the shot? And when you have started photographing, how, how you went about it from a technical and moral uh, viewpoint? Um well, touching on that first point, and, 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 and um, slightly less serious, you know, a, a wedding situation. There definitely, there, there are definitely points where I um, question whether I should be photographing it, and you know, it might be. I'll go back to a, a recent wedding, um, a bride who, who lost her father oh. two weeks before. Oh. It's incre- you know, it's in, an incredibly tender atmosphere. Of course, it is, and um, an embrace from the mother post ceremony. So two grieving people, do I take the photograph? Yeah, and I chose to. Um, but I, th- I think there's, I think, I think it's okay to do that. And I think as long as your customer knows what you're about, knows what you place value in, yeah, you get um, a feel for it. Don't you, you get a feel for it. Yeah. Just don't, don't overshoot it. Mm. Keep it uh, tasteful. Um, mm. Make sure you get you get the shot. Um, you, you, she did also um, ask what settings uh, you have your your camera on for such a moment. Um, I tend to to my default settings will be aperture priority. I tend to shoot quite um, quite wide, so I tend to be two point eight. Mm. Um, but everything else is auto, so auto ISO mm. um, minimum of one hundred and twenty fifth. So the cameras are ready. It's all auto-focused as well, so the cameras are, are ready to take such shots. But yeah, just doing it, um, just keep discreet, keep tasteful. But if, if, it's, if it's your target customer, you know, if you're, you're pitching a, a documentary portfolio, then, that, then that's what they expect. Um, so, so don't be afraid to do it. There's a piece uh, from last week's um, Fujicast where Don McCullen is talking about um, the fact that he's ashamed of some of his pictures. Um, and, and I, th- I think he's referring to, and he was referring to those images um, where he took pictures of people who were just about to be executed. And he yeah. looked into the eyes of these people who yeah. were crying and he couldn't do anything for. And he says he's incredibly ashamed of of the, that, that, that yeah. th- those moments. I never changed anything. I never stopped a war. Um, now, only we can argue with him and say, but you did make such a difference to so mm. many people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dark, dark places. But, uh, but it comes back to that question, doesn't it? But I think that McCullen was able to approach things with an empathy and understanding that other photographers could not have done so in, that, in those so. same situations. It's that empathy. That is the key word, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's not taking advantage. It's empathising. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, it's not for the... Um, uh, the ego it's no. you know i mean how many people something misfortunate happens in front of you in london mm. for example oh my god i have to take a picture of that so i can get it on instagram asap yeah. get it you know um onto facebook and look what i did look there's what no I did. empathy in that approach no absolutely no, that's the, in my mind that's not there, there's a very big that's difference not even journalism. it's ruthless that's it's that's correct that's what i was gonna say there's not there's a big difference between uh like documentary journalism whatever you want to call it and you know snap in and, well, I and think, for the wrong reasons i think i think it is that you know it, it be human mm. Mm. be human and um 
you know, uh, just uh, just don't take advantage of people. Mm. You know, there, there's def- there are definitely points where you should not take a picture. Like uh, this weekend just gone, a, a granny fell down in front of me. Mm. I could have photographed her falling mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and many would uh, and many would for the for the for the the, the humor side of it mm. um and it, I, you know it would have made a, it would have actually made a, a, a you know an interesting shot however of course i'm not going to to take a shot i'm gonna yeah it's dignity it's, it's dignity yeah but it's um yeah just be a decent human being i think we'll give um a strap to that question um i know jp you're lucky because i was giving away an extra strap this week but uh that's al's given away this strap and i haven't so uh there we you've saved a strap there's not three going out there's two going out so uh i think that's deserved of that one and thank you very much for that question al before you disappear we wanted to ask you a couple of questions ourselves i'll I'll launch i'm fascinated how you started i don't think i've ever in all this time i've known you I i don't know how you started in wedding photography um, well, I, well, I, I, I started off. Um, I touched on earlier. I, I did a, a photography degree. Um, before that, I was into art and design. So I did. Um, I, I did uh, lots of um, lots of study in, in uh, art and design, and gradually used photography as a means to to record uh, models, still lifes, to then paint and sketch. Mm. Uh, as into to um, uh, installations as well. And um, and then straight after uni, I went and, and assisted in London, assisted fashion and advertising photographers. And I actually learned more in six months of doing that than I did during uh-huh. my entire education. Um, hmm. And that was that was eye opening. I, 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 you know, I, I went in, uh, you know, I left uni still using my cameras and auto. You know, it was very uh, theoretical. Yeah. It was all about critical thinking. P for professional. Absolutely. <laughs> and um so I I I I, uh, I went in with the approach of uh, faking it until I made it, and uh, and and it was it was an eye opener. I, I met some uh, incredibly inspirational photographers. I learned so much. Um, then my wife uh, became pregnant. It was a you know it, we we wanted to to start our family, and um, I had to earn some some decent money. So I I, I made the call to. To stop assisting, which was, you know, as valuable as it was, there was uh, it was inconsistent and there wasn't really enough money. You'd be you'd be doing a, a anywhere between a six and a fourteen hour day, and you'd have a flat rate of between fifty and seventy quid. So it was it was tough to make it. Yeah. I, you couldn't support a family. Yeah. So I started off um, the the uh, wedding and portrait business in two thousand. I think I probably f- did my first wedding around the 2002 mark and then set up a business of some sort a loose business in 2004 and then um was was that documentary styled or were you just yeah it, find, it, it was it was it was it was very much documentary however um and on film and on film and on a rolly flex medium, medium format rolly right, okay. nikon f100 yeah um I overexposed my first wedding. How come you still only look about twelve? <laughs> That's my question. Like if that 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 was twenty years ago, nearly. It's scary, isn't it? Um, well, I was I was really young. You know, I was I was twenty two when I had my son. Yeah. So it was, and and uh, you know, he, so he's fourteen now. Um, f- fifteen this year. So we can figure out his age, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say Doesn't it directly. Depress you? I know, it depresses me. Still so much younger. I'm dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got about 105 children. Okay. There are many, yeah, we've got a clan. 
Yeah. It's, it's like the Von Trapp family yeah. that loved his place. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, four kids. It's yeah. good fun. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good, fun house. The kids, the kids are nice, you, you nice have, and happy. You have a very definitive style. There's a certain colour to your to your um, to your it's retouching. It's, it's it's unlike any other. If you haven't seen it, Alistair Freeman, double L, AlistairFreeman.co.uk. Um, how did that come about? It's it's remained a consistent part of of your if you want to call it act. Yeah, well, I think colour has always been um, incredibly important to me. Um, I, I've never I, I've never taken to cool images, cool black and white, or cool colour images. There's something about a, 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 that that subtle warmth mm. that um, that 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 gives it. For me, it can give a give an image a, a slightly. Uh, filmic, slightly cinematic quality. Well, there's a sprinkle of pink as well. A spri- well, in the early days, that was, there was a magenta hue, and I mm. think that was that was down to my screens not being that calibrated. All oh, right, but that, then, unless <laughs> <laughs> well, you're honest, <laughs> then it, no, actually that was. Do you know what it was? It was the first Canons, and they and uh, it was it was oh, it, the five D. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, the, no? the first Canon, uh, the first because I. After my 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 disaster of uh, overexposing yeah. the 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 Rolleiflex wedding, I got gifted a Sinar Norma large format camera with with be- these beautiful Schneider lenses from an architectural photographer, and um, rather than use it, which I know he wanted me to do, I, I flogged it and and oh, no. and actually got a um, a Canon <laughs> a Canon one D. So I can make some money. If you're listening, yeah. And we'd just like to bring in a special guest of this week. (laughs) You haven't seen him for years. (laughs) That'd be yeah. He would understand. I had to make money, and 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 um, and and yeah. So the 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 first of the one Ds, and that um that that's 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 really when when my uh the 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 more candid approach kicked off for me. But but I was still doing. I was still very young and still very um early in the in the business and i still felt i needed to to um create some of those posed shots so there was definitely a few years where i was uncomfortably producing these posed shots and it it just wasn't me so it definitely came to a point probably in 2006 where i just thought i either change this completely or i stop um and and then since since then it's um it's just become more and more um, a documentary, more, more and more natural, um, and I'd say in the last probably probably six, seven years, I've become incredibly comfortable with the approach. So it's 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 an ever evolving um, uh, process. Hmm. The consistency is probably the most important thing for you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's got to be. I, th- I think anyone can take a. Did you talk a lot about brand? Yeah, it's 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 got to be. It, you've got to have that consistency, that 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 consistent uh, quality of work, but also that um, you know really solid customer service. Yeah. And um, I think it's easy for someone to come along and shoot a handful of really good shots on the day, and then uh, you know either enter awards yeah. or uh, you know and, and not have a have a, that solid customer um, experience to back it up. Um, you know, so that it's got to be that that entire uh, journey has got to be um, uh, seamless. So, how long do you carry on doing it? Carry on doing weddings, or yeah. carry on with the customer? No, no, the, with with the weddings. We're still only twenty five. Remember, well, <laughs> I'd like to 20. know. Yeah. And what is your skincare regime? Making me go red now. Um, yeah, I, 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 I mean. 
I'm really enjoying them right now. Yeah. I, I think the last few years I've I've uh, become very much referral based. Um, that was that was a big switch in the business was 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 uh, moving away from paid marketing, uh, which I think a lot of businesses fall into this in the early years. They pay for marketing and then they get slightly stuck. Mm. Um, switching to a referral ba- a referral based business, so that all of my customers have been usually referred by one source or another. Um, and they're good quality. You know, they're they're completely. Uh, in tune with my my portfolio, they're my absolute, absolutely my target customer. Mm. So, you know, in terms of my, you know, I, I feel uh, that sense of reward. So it's 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 incredibly rewarding. Mm. It's mm. Uh, it's you mm. know, it's, stuff's it's, amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It is. Um, at alistairfreeman.co.uk <laughs> once, once again with a double L thank you very much Al for being no, here I, thank I, you I, very much for having me hope you've enjoyed it different experience having people here in the studio we've done it a couple of times now haven't we quite yeah, like it yeah 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 it yeah. makes a it makes well it makes a difference not just talking to you <laughs> <laughs> and Alistair's so much more attractive and obviously he was he was your friend first yeah, it was my friend first and so was Sanjay it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously appreciate that thank you very much for your questions this week lifeblood of the show uh, we can't shovel that coal into the firebox unless you bring your questions to the party click at fujicast.co.uk thanks to Al big love to our friends at Simpler Straps for letting us give away a camera strap each to our favourite email question of the week go to simpler.us next week uh, I found a um, I found a photographer on YouTube recently uh, Kev he was in, he's a Nikon shooter who changed or was changed or Nikon changed to Fujifilm for a variety of reasons been working hard to maintain consistency between it's got a historical look that he had and the look that the, 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 the Fujifilm cameras give him. And I thought he'd be an interesting guest. Reggie Ballesteros mm-hmm. is based in San Francisco and he's on the show next week. Right, payoff. Have you got um, no. Rose? No. I uh, know you've got Rose has done it. It's just Rose Albie. has done it. Albie. Albie. Gemma, have you got Albie Gemma to do it? Do it? Yeah. Gemma, what about it, the dog? Will the dog do it? Gemma doesn't talk to me much these days. Oh, so. okay. My dad's Instagram is Kevin Mullins Photography. See his films on YouTube at Documentary Eye. His website is kevinmullinsphotography.co.uk. Or for street workshops, training, and everything Fujifilm, go to f16.clip. And for me, it's going to be Jack. My dad's Instagram is Neil James. See his films on YouTube at Neil James Photo. His website is neiljames.com for pictures and one-to-one mentoring. And you can hear his other photography podcast, which is called Breathe Pictures, wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you in advance for the love you spread in the Apple Podcast Reviews. We're trying to mention each and every one of you in our self-indulgent minute. Thank you, Kev. Good to see you again. Yes. Thank you, Al. Thanks, Al. You can walk perimeter of the house now, can you? I, yeah. Yeah, I need you got to. Time? I haven't done that you yet. Got, no, you just need to be off now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon.